Welcome back to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, with your co-host, Cami here today. And this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you absolutely love. On the show, we talk all things business, travel, entrepreneurship, money, and we talk a lot about alignment in these Digital Nomad Digest segments with Cami, which I love. So today we are going to be chatting a little bit more about different stages and periods of our lives as nomads moving around the world. Cami has some insight as to something that just happened to her this week, a big move. So Cami, why don't you open us up and talk a little bit more about what that has looked like and some of the struggles you've had with that? Yes, a lot of struggles, actually, um, raw and unfiltered, which I will be, um, I don't have a problem with that. So when I first started um my let's say like my second half of travels after the pandemic and i left brazil to go to portugal i left if you haven't heard my story and our stories as digital nomads and how we started make sure to also tune into that episode we have a really great episode but just to summarize it i left with like a one-way plane ticket from brazil to portugal i didn't have a plan i didn't know what i was gonna work with i didn't know how i was gonna support myself financially i didn't have a place to stay like i literally had my mattress my friend's mattress on her um living room for three weeks and after that i had no idea where i was going and as you can see from this story it's a lot of unknown like i was literally living in the unknown every single day with just an overall trust that everything would work out that that was what i was supposed to be doing and I was just following my intuition and trusting that I was really being guided. And what I always tell everyone is that I know that when I tell this story to people, people are like, oh my God, how the F did you do this? Because it's such, like, it's so unknown that the mind can't comprehend, like, how would you drop everything in your home home country, buy a plane ticket to somewhere and without, like, a minimum plan? It's not, it's not like I had, like, a tiny plan, like, I didn't have, like, zero plan like I had three weeks of a plan you know and I always say to people that it was so uncomfortable being in my comfort zone that I preferred the discomfort of the not knowing and that's why I went and I for like a long period of time I was okay with that and I was really happy just jumping around from place to place I would stay sometimes like a couple of weeks or um, a couple of months and just roam around and not care at all and I would be totally okay with not knowing and um, just overall really happy you know just having my suitcase as my kind and of roam life. around barefoot I think too in that phase <laughs> of your life right <laughs> no that was yeah well that that phase had passed a little bit but I also had that phase it's true um I was just overall like really happy, you know, like um had my suitcase or <laughs> that period as a backpacker as well, <laughs> roaming around. And I don't know, that was two years ago and a lot has changed and a lot happened in these two years. And right now I was living in Greece. I lived there for one year. I lived in three different apartments while I was there <laughs> throughout this period of one year. 
And I, in the beginning of the year, I was really ready to leave. So mentally and also emotionally, I was really ready to leave that place. I was like, oh my God, can someone please get me out of here, you know? Because I, you know, it was an island. At some point, you just feel constricted. You know, a lot of options that you have are very limited. So at some point, I was just craving something new. And I didn't leave in the beginning of the year because of um several different reasons not finding the right place basically intuitively or like in my alignment quote-unquote I couldn't find the really aligned place um to go the next place so I know I knew that I wanted to do it but at the same time I also feel this I felt this level of intuition that wasn't there and that's why I never made the decision because also back there in 2021 when I wanted to leave Brazil I wanted to leave Brazil since I got there in the first place in 2020 but I never and I knew it was going to happen but intuitively I had never felt the urge to make the decision and make and take the action so until I actually got the invitation from my friend and then I actually flowed into the rest of my journey but if I don't feel the flow and the alignment I won't make the decision like I won't effort it even if it's something that I really really want to do in my mind I won't force it to happen and what I felt while I was in Greece was that it was just um not flowing it wasn't the right time to make a move and I'm so glad now that I'm seeing everything from the future <laughs> basically i'm so glad that all of my plans they didn't work out because a lot of things had to fall into place while i was there in greece but eventually it did come a time to leave and this time was almost one one week ago and i was so excited to leave when i was there i was so excited you know like the packing part was not that great I cried a lot I also shared about this here <laughs> and I was really stressed and I didn't want to let go of a lot of things but okay you know I was dealing with it and I was just really excited you know coming to Portugal and seeing my sister and speaking my language and everything um, but when I actually got here, the reality was really different from what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be way easier than it was. And realistically, it was just supercharged with a lot of grief of losing a home in a sense, you know, like losing this place that was a home for me for one year and losing the stability that I had there, the consistency, the routine, the just like the knowing, you know, I knew my favorite coffee place, I knew where I would buy groceries, I knew, like, I had friends there, you know, like, really good friends, so everything just disappeared from one plane to another, and it it has been really hard, also because um, I'm staying here for nine more days, and then I'm going to Paris for four days, and then I'm going to Brazil for three weeks, and then I'm going to fly back to Paris, and then God knows where I'm gonna end up like in August, you know, like I don't have any clue of where I'm going in the like I only have one month of plan, one month and a half of an idea of where I'm gonna be. And after that I have no idea. And when I like two years ago, this was really exciting for me and I was so happy about it. And right now in my life, I'm like, F this 
shit like i don't want to live like that you know and it's so interesting because i'm starting to realize that in this moment of my life what i am craving authentically like in my lifestyle design and things like that and in my authentic living quote-unquote is some kind of stability some kind of consistency i feel like freedom is really important for me and it will always be important and it's important that i create a life that supports that but at the same time i feel like in this moment right now my like inner child just is like honestly i feel like my inner child is telling me like mom i want you to come home like you know i'm tired take me back home and i'm like i'm sorry i don't know where home is if <laughs> we don't have a home because not even in brazil i feel at home you know as you probably feel the same in canada so it's just been overall really challenging dealing with those emotions and with this idea of not feeling at home in the world and it's something that i felt before in the beginning and in the middle of my travels but i think that now is really really strong um, and it's stronger than it ever was so yeah having to deal with all of this it's been um a huge challenge and you know it also makes me think of you and how you are always like constantly changing places and how interestingly you don't really feel that at all <laughs> yeah i mean it is such an interesting conversation and i'm glad we're talking about it now because you're literally in the thick of it like you are in the middle of it so it's like the emotions you're feeling now and what you're feeling is like really the feels because you're in it but I think like yeah it's so interesting for me we have been doing this for quite a while you know since we left China so maybe like two and a half years and I think it, there's so many factors that go into it and I, I would love to hear like what other factors you think there are but it's like personality is such a big one and like also for me I've always been such a minimalist I know kind of the lifestyle that I want which is to travel and so I'm like okay, this lifestyle works for me, you know, and I feel like I never question it. Um, and of course there are times like I, sometimes we totally feel how you are feeling right now. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're burnt out. And like, but we find, we also know ourselves. And like, thankfully my partner and I are very aligned with like, when we talk about what we want and we'll stay in a place for one month in, so we're leaving Paraguay tomorrow actually, but we have been here for like two and a half months. And the first two months we were in two different places for one month each. And after leaving those places, like immediately after like putting our bag in the Uber and like getting the fuck out, we were like, that was too long, like one month. And, and it is difficult. And there are struggles with everything. Like, you know, there's struggles with staying one place like Greece for a year, you know, you're like, it's an island and I was getting tired of the food. Like that's a struggle. For us, a struggle that we, I mean, you have to choose your struggles. So for us, the struggle that we chose is maybe we don't know the supermarket that's nearby or like we don't know, you know, whatever is within walking distance. But we do know and we like to strategically choose places that are somewhat in the center. So if we want to walk, we can. If we want to take an Uber, we can. Like Google Maps is our best friend. So I feel like we have figured out which lifestyle we want, which is staying in one place for like two to three weeks, I think is like a good medium for us. It's not too short. We did like the one week when we were in the Balkans last summer. And like, that was kind of crazy. Every seven days, like packing your whole suitcase, like basically everything you own. So like two to three weeks is good. But then 
you know, you kind of have to choose your heart. And like the heart that we choose is like not knowing what's going to be around us. But we know that there's the easy conveniences of like, we can just type the supermarket in an Uber done, or we can like, if we're in walking distance, we can walk. So we've kind of figured out, yeah, like what, what type of difficult we want. Like for me in life, not only in like being a nomad, but in life, there's always going to be like a trade-off. It's either this difficult or this difficult. And like for us and for me, staying in one place is the difficult that I don't want because I know myself and I know that I will just get, I don't know the right word. It's not bored and it's not depressed, but like knowing there's so much out there, I'm very much a type of person who can be like, go, go, go a lot of the time. And yes, I like to relax, but like knowing there's so much out there and so much to do to stay in one place for, I would say like longer than a month. I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that because I know there's so much. And that's why when I lived in China, um, at the end of my four years of living there, I was getting so restless. And I was like, I know there's a whole world out there. And like, yes, like I know where everything is in China and I know how to get around and like what to do and where to go. But like, I want difficult. And I think it like kind of comes back to as well, it's so funny. And I don't know if you feel this way, but especially when I was living in China, when I would come home for the summers, I'd come home for like two or like, like three or four weeks. And I would always be so excited, but for a short period of time to like go to Toronto and get on the Metro when I'm back in Canada, because everything was just so easy and I wasn't used to it being easy. And I like took advantage of things being very easy because everything was in English and like, I could understand people's conversations and like, I wasn't used to that and I'm not used to that. So like now when I overhear somebody like speaking English behind me, I'm like, well, this is so weird, but it, it was, I don't know. It was almost like playing life as kind of what I describe it on like easy mode. Whereas I was so used to being in China and like not really understanding, like, you know, the conversations that are going on behind me and like where to get things and like just kind of having to figure it out that I was so used to that, that Canada, and it still does when I go back, like just feels very easy, which I think to some people is amazing. And like, sometimes we'll look for that in a country, but to have that long-term, like for me, it just gets kind of boring. And that's what I love about this lifestyle is you can always switch it up, but I know not everybody feels that way. And that's just kind of how I feel. Cause I've been an expat slash nomad for six years now. And I think, you know, people have kind of been expats nomads for like two, three years since the pandemic, but I was doing it before then. And so I feel like that's just kind of the life I've gotten used to now. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, but I have a question. If you were traveling alone, solo without your partner, you would be moving as much as you are now. Or do you think that because of like not only the hassle of like moving around your stuff and everything but literally like also um if you're moving around every three weeks like the probability that you're gonna be alone is way bigger because you don't have time to like meet people and everything um and i think that that plays a huge part into the sensation of belonging is like the sense of sense the sense of community and whether you are traveling with someone or not so what do you, I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Yeah, that's a good question. And I do think like the way that we are traveling with my partner and I, there are differences where if I was traveling solo, I think it would be different. I would probably, I think the first difference really, and it, I, I would like, I think even in our relationship, I'm the one who's like, I'm bored. Like we need to go to the next place. So I think it would probably be, you know, like three to four weeks, maybe in one place. I don't think like knowing myself, I could stay longer, but I do think 
and I think this is very common, the places where I would say would be different. So right now we do a lot of Airbnbs and we'll like meet up with people. And I think I would do that sometimes because I do like to be alone and like, like to think, but I think I would probably do a lot more co-living to meet people. Like, I don't know if hostels are like really my vibe. I don't think I would be doing that, but like co-living and like having like a private room or like some private room or something. But having somewhere to like meet more people, but it is different. You know, the way we travel now, it's like the way we meet people and we definitely do want to do co-living. I think I only know of a few in there in Mexico and we're not there, but like we do want to do co-living even though we're together to meet other nomads. And that can be like a whole struggle on its own. It's like meeting like-minded entrepreneurial nomads. Like we would, we always want to meet more. If that's you, like, let me know where you are in the world. Yeah. I think it would be different where I'm living more so. Um, but the amount of time, like maybe a week. And like, even if I'm meeting, meeting great people around the world, like I'm very much like, I want to go somewhere new. I want to experience something else, but I also want to keep the connections that I make and be like, okay, I love not saying goodbye to people, but saying like, I'm going to see you somewhere else soon in the world. And like, I have no freaking idea where that's going to be. And like, that's what I love, but keeping in touch with them. And that's why like, anytime I try, anytime we meet nomads, I'm always like Instagram, like let's connect on Instagram because I can see their stories. I can see where they are in the world. It's like, oh, hey, you're only one country over. Like, let's meet up. I kind of love that vibe for me. But yeah, so I think it would be a little bit different, but I also know like I, I can have a short attention span and like get bored kind of easily. But again, it depends. Like maybe I have a lot of work that month. So maybe I'll stay a little bit longer or maybe like things are really chill with work. And so it's not like I can kind of like bop around a little bit more. There's a lot of factors that contribute to like how comfortable I am with moving around often or a little bit less often. Hey, hey, it's Nicole, your podcast host here. I wanted to pop into this episode really quickly to talk to you about the sponsor of today's episode. It is not who you think it is. It's me. So I wanted to let you know about one of my ultimate resources. I could not find a program or an app, a platform, all of the things. I could not find something for what I wanted. So I custom created it and now I'm offering it to you for a very, very low price. So what is it? It is my personalized income and expense tracker. Now, having many different bank accounts all over the world, having a business in one country, living in other countries, things and finances can get pretty crazy. I have multiple bank accounts, multiple credit cards. My stuff is all over the place and I couldn't find one app or platform to really help organize and at a glance see all of my income and expenses for every single month. So I created it. I created the Nomad Income and Expense Tracker. It is available if you head to the show notes, you'll see my stand store, click on that, scroll down. You will be able to purchase it directly there. It's instantly delivered to your inbox and it will show you at a glance all of your finances. What I like to do, I've gotten the amazing habit of inputting my income and my expenses for both personal and business at the end of every single day. I put all of everything I've spent, everything I've earned in there. And at the end of the month, it will show me in very easy to read graphs, forms, many different ways to see what you have spent that month and what you have brought in that month for both your personal and business. You can compare months, you can compare personal and business, very intuitive. Head to the link below. I give you a complete walkthrough and I personally use this every single damn day. I am obsessed with it. I had to get it created for myself because I couldn't find anything else out there that I loved. And so now I'm offering it to you. 
head to the link below, head to my stand store, watch the walkthrough, and I would love to see you utilizing this and being just as obsessed with it as I am. Okay, back to the episode. It's because, I don't know, for me, what I found um, while traveling is that although the place where I am I'm in is really important for my sensation of like well-being and freedom for example like I'd rather be in a beach city than being in a like a city city you know but sometimes I do enjoy being in a city city like one thing that was really um constricting me about Greece is that because about Crete actually because it's like an island it has kind of like, you know, you had like your Zara's and H&M and things like that. But at some point, you know, you if you wanted something different or like different food, for example, I love Asian food. I love Indian food. You had like one Chinese restaurant and it was really bad, you know. So you just are constricted in your options. And I think that a location, it will either... Um, constrict you or expand you so of course like I think it's really um, essential where you are choosing to live but at the same time it's almost like that movie what's the name of that movie that the guy um, is in a van then he he realizes in the end like he dies in the van in the end it's like wild. Oh, is that with like Leonardo DiCaprio in the Into the Wild or something? Into the Wild. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie, but I know that like cuz it, it's based in a book, right? I think so. I don't know. Um I think that in I think the it's based end, on a true story. Maybe Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's like a his journal, like his diary or something. Uh, yeah. I think so. I know that eventually He's like, you know, wanting a lot of freedom and blah, blah, blah. And he takes his van, I think. Okay, so don't quote, quote me on that. And then he takes his van and he's just traveling around and everything. And then eventually he dies of, I think, he, ah, yes. I think he gets poisoned by a, yeah, like a plant. Yeah. And there's no one around him to save him or know what to do. Yeah, it's true. And then he dies. And basically yeah. he has this quote of like... um like the sensation that like the the feeling of home or like the feeling of um happiness doesn't necessarily come from a place it also comes from the people that you're surrounded with you know and i think that um for me cuz i've been traveling like while i was in ba bali i was traveling by myself but i also met a lot of people along the way so I was alone, but I was never really alone, you know, like I was alone at some parts of my journey. But in general, like I had friends with me, I had connections, I had people to go out with, you know. Um, and then after um, being, after I left in 2021, I also was alone, but I ended up meeting a lot of people around, like wherever I was. So I always felt like there was someone that I could, like that I had friends, you know. Or something like that. And then I eventually met my partner. And then like being with him as well. It's completely different from like choosing a place. And then getting to that place. And then feeling really, really like completely alone. This has never happened to me personally. Because I always ended up meeting people. Like in these two years that I'm doing this. I always end up meeting people. Even when I am traveling by myself. It takes a lot of you putting yourself out there. So if you are traveling by yourself. It does take you that like you have to put yourself into situations that sometimes are not 
really comfortable for the mind socially but you know those will support you in meeting people and not feeling alone and everything but the more i think about this and the more i think about you know ah, i'm gonna go i don't know to this like random place you know like it's great and you have like this beautiful beach in front of your like this beautiful sunset and you can feel a lot of contact yourself and with your own presence and everything but at some point like we humans we are social beings you know like we want to feel connected to other people and i think that for me the sensation of home although, and but at the same time it's really weird like i'm saying all of this and going into this rent but at the same time it's really weird because in brazil i have all of my like my entire community i have my friends i have my family my childhood friends and i still don't feel at home there but like if i went to a place and didn't know anyone and stayed alone for like months you know like not meeting a soul i'm sure at I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would feel look like totally at home. But I think it's just like when you are a nomad, I think that there are several uh, bubble of like elements. There are several several elements that will interplay into you making a decision of where you're going or even if you're feeling good in this place or if you're feeling at home, if you're feeling like this place is supporting you or if this is just a beautiful instagrammable place but it's just like not supporting your own values in in and your own lifestyle you know so i don't know why i just went on this like really big rant i was gonna talk about community but yeah i don't know it's just like um, a thought because yeah it's just like overall really challenging to just find this this sensation of home and the sensation of community the sense of community but at the same time that makes sense for your personal being you know? yeah i think that's a very and i feel like <laughs> as you're talking i always I'm like i have so much to say and then like my stupid mind if i don't write things down i just forget them um but that's why i'm like always writing notes i think this sentiment is like very interesting to me because and I'm sure you've experienced this too. It's like, I was in China for so long. Like China to me is like my first slash second home. Like it's like kind of a tie because I don't really feel at home in Canada. And I did like so much growing up, but I feel like at the same time, like it's very interesting because the way I travel, I always say not always to each other. It's like, I don't have a home. Like he doesn't have a home. And like, I am okay with not having a physical place as a home. But like for us, like, and this, like, might sound, like, so corny, stupid, but, like, it's, like, I feel like if you, like, travel in a relationship, like, you understand, it's, like, he is my home, and, like, I am his home, and it's, like, I like not having, and I think this is, like, maybe for me, the quintessential, like, what being a nomad is, it's, like, not having, like, a place, like, a physical place as a home, and, like, having, and whether you're in a relationship or not, I think, like, even if I wasn't with him, the people would be home, and it's, like, to me, China feels like home, not because I lived there for so long, there's a lot of aspects of China, I'm, like, like, I couldn't live there again, you know, there's a lot of aspects where I'm, like, no, but it's the people and the memories and the community that I had there, I feel like home and I think you know I've thought about before like if I was traveling solo or like whatever that may look like and it's like I would just want to meet I feel like so many nomads and like-minded entrepreneurs and travelers in different places and it's like that place kind of has like a piece of your heart because of that and like yeah you'll meet the people like anywhere in the world but whenever you go back to that place even if they're not there like it just feels you know like that you have the feels in that place and like 
of course, not every place is going to resonate like that, but I think there definitely are some that do and some that don't, which is totally normal. But yeah, I think like the sense of home is very interesting to me because for most people, sense of home is like where you live. But like for nomads, it's for me, I don't know. I'm curious, like maybe for you, how that looks, but for me, it's, it's the people, like it's my partner. It's like where we meet people. It's like where you have like a really great connection of people and the memories, like that is home for me. And that's so much more important. And like, I could have eventually like 20 homes. And like, for me, like, I love that. Why would I not want to have places all over the world that I feel connected with? Yeah. But that's why exactly why I asked you about the, um, the thing, like if you weren't with your partner, because Right now, my my partner is in Paris and I am in um, in Portugal. And after being for one year, like together, the two of us, like all the time, you know, doing everything together. Now, not being around him is just really weird, you know. And it it throws me off because I'm like, wait, you know, it's almost like, oh my god, where can where, where will I like? Where can I step? You know, where is the ground? Because the person that one symbolizes the home for you is not there. So, and I at the same time when I was traveling alone, because I have like a little bit of like both experiences, you know, like I did travel alone in the beginning. Now I have uh, my partner, but um, now we are physically you know not in the same place so i'm having like the contrast of everything and i'm thinking to myself like how did i feel at home when i didn't have this person with me and i was alone and i remember that i used to say that you know i know that a lot of people and i told that <laughs> told my therapist that yesterday i know that a lot of people will say like home is where you are you have to find home inside of you and really beautiful beautiful quote but it's i want to watch you do it you know because it's like not as easy as saying it like it's not you know <laughs> so um i keep thinking to myself like what were the things that i used to do that made me feel at home and like for me that's why i talk a lot about like grounding and having like a place in which i can have some sort of stability because for me my routine quote-unquote and like the small things that i do like we talked about this before like the cooking the practicing some kind of exercise the meditation the going for a walk the i don't know like whatever getting a coffee somewhere that i like those small things that bring me happiness they are the things that kind of like bring me back to myself like ah this is who i am this is what i like and this is what makes me happy and if i I'm just like for one week somewhere and all of my stuff are inside of a luggage. I can't really open anything. I can't have my matcha. I can't have my, like, I don't know where my charger for my, you know, like earphones are and I can't meditate without the earphones and whatever. Then I just feel really destabilized, you know? And I think that when you have someone with you, it's a little bit different because that person kind of like mirrors back to you who you are and kind of like grounds you especially if they've been with you for a long period of time but then when you are alone this dynamic changes and also like you have to make an effort to, and see people and meet people and that can also feel very uncomfortable because you said like in the end what really makes you feel at home is this sense of community willing or not you know like you can be i'll repeat what i just said like you can be in a beautiful place without anyone i don't not sure you feel at home maybe you will but at some point you're like like what's the point in being on being like a really beautiful place and then being alone it's like 
kind of yeah pointless you know i don't know just really interesting to think about yeah yeah and i think you know that is like kind of like end off the episode like i feel like that is i mean like you said you know humans are social creatures and like we want to be around people and so what we kind of like both said in different ways is like it's the people it's the community whoever you have maybe of people that you just met i actually know like a lot of solo travelers like side tangent um maybe it's just like the you know instagramization glamorization of it all but i feel solo travelers like they have more friends than i do and like they're like meeting people and i'm like oh this is so cool like i want to do this too you know <laughs> like sometimes i look at that life and i'm like that's so fun but it's like it does take a lot of work and a lot of like being extroverted obviously they're not doing that like every single day but it is like a very different and i think it's amazing to like kind of have both maybe those are different stages of your life but to have them both at the same time have one and then the other like whatever that looks like but yeah I think you know it's interesting like in throughout this conversation and throughout like looking back on my last six years of like not being in my home country and like not really planning to go back it's kind of just like it's the community and the people around you and I think the city, you know, or the country or whatever, like, has something to do with it as well. But it's really the people who you're with. And, like, they make that experience, whether it be, like, friends or family or partner or, like, whoever kind of makes that place what it is. Yeah, I totally agree. And in saying that, I would love to... First, um, I think that people who travel alone are the ones that have the more are the ones that get out of their way more to make friends. So I think it's completely normal that they will have more friends than you because um, like you you have to do something to not be alone. Like you don't want to have a dinner by yourself every Friday night. You know, you want to kind of like put yourself out there and everything. So I think that's completely normal. And I also wanted to leave my personal tips for anyone who's listening. If you are traveling by yourself or I don't know, even, even if you're not and you want to meet people, um, my own personal tips for meeting people out like outside of your home if you're traveling as a nomad I found that Facebook groups on like if you type digital nomads wherever place you're going so digital nomads Crete or digital nomads Greece digital nomads Cape Town digital nomads Portugal whatever it is like type digital nomads and the place that you're going and go in that group um, and then maybe some people will post about like an event or some places that I've been in they constantly organize like weekly uh, meetups on the digital nomads you know so you go once and then you meet a group and then maybe you hit it off with like a couple of people and then from that those people you meet more people and everything that's a lot of how I met um, like in Greece, I met all of my friends through the Digital Nomads group um, and the events that they had. And then from that point, I met the friends of the friends. And then we ended up organizing our own things. And then, of course, like you end up like hitting it off with some more some people rather than others. Um, and um, in Portugal, I also met a lot of people through there. Um, of course, like dating apps, I also met some like amazing people through dating apps. Um, also met um, really nice people in hostels and also in guest houses. So kind of like a co-living. But when I was staying in a guest house here in Portugal, I met my uh, what she became my roommate in, in which we lived together for four 
months and she she's actually coming to portugal to visit me so we just became like soul sister really really close friends so and those connections they are so i feel like they get they are so strong and intense that they just end up lasting really really long to the point that i met people like four years ago and i still like cross the world to meet them or if we're close we try to meet and everything another place that i met a lot of wonderful people is on my yoga teacher training in, in, in bali so i think that any type of courses like ceramic courses or um, yoga teacher training courses or like yoga classes or something like that like classes that are uh, also met some people in ceramic classes as well like amazing i think that anything that is um that has your interest in mind like that is your kind of like interest area so like if you like surfing or if you like yoga if you're like ceramic or maybe like going for a women's circle or like a full moon circle or whatever you know like the spiritual things um cooking classes like courses are really really nice to meet people as well and yeah i feel like those are the majority of the places where i have met people what about you what are your yeah. Ooh, i like this topic so yeah i i will very quickly say i feel like uh three stand out to me first of all obviously like the facebook groups except like small rant uh we literally fly to buenos aires tomorrow so like a few days ago i was like getting my facial and i was like okay i'm gonna post in the buenos aires expat group because when we were in medellin we i posted i usually like put a picture of the two of us like traveling and i'm like hey we're from mexico and canada like love to meet other nomads and the admin declined this post in the Buenos Aires expat community. And I was like, what? Like, how are you supposed to meet people? And then they're like, oh, there's a thread for this. And so I commented on the thread and like nobody commented because this thread is so freaking old. So like that annoyed me because like there's thousands and thousands of people in that group. And like, I would, there's so many cool like nomads in Buenos Aires. So like that kind of annoyed me because that's like how we kind of like to initially connect. And then so that internations as well, you do have to like pay for internations, but we did in Istanbul, we did like a game night. So we actually just like got invited and then we met some really cool people um, that we met up in like other places around the world. Um, and then this is like a very random one, but you literally never know what's going to happen. I did not expect anything to come of this. I posted a reel when we were in Colombia a few months ago. I made this reel of like my favorite, it was like my top three favorite like email newsletters for nomads. And I like, of course, tagged all of them. And then one of them is remote base. I think it's .io. If you don't know remote base, like Chris and his like partner are so cool. They've been nomads for, I don't know, like 10 years or something crazy. Um, so I, I posted and I was like, remote base is really cool. Like didn't even know the person behind remote base. If it was a girl or a guy, like had no idea. And then he reaches out to me and he's like, hey, I saw from your stories. Like you're in Medellin. So are we, let's meet up. And I was like, what? And we were both in Medellin for like one month only. And we happened to be there at the same time. I had no idea because he doesn't like really post like where he is on his stories, but I was posting mine. And then we met up with them. And now like we follow their travels all over the world. And I don't know, we'll meet up with them somewhere. But it was such a random connection. But like, I feel like especially when you're in those hubs, like a Lisbon or a Bali or a Medellin, like in those big nomad places, like just post as much as you can and like always tag your location. And that's why I love getting people on Instagram because it's like, I want to see where you are. Like, are we close? Can we meet up? Because you literally just never know. Yeah, totally agree. And also like, if you tag your location, your friends will see it and maybe they have friends 
that are there, you know, so you then connect with a friend of the friend. Like I know a lot of people that also like met friends of their friends because of that. So yeah, I love Instagram because of that, like for sure. But yeah, there are like a lot of ways to meet people. And I think I think it's really nice that we're ending this episode in like a actionable way, you know, because anyone who's listening to this, they can go ahead and use one of those tools and in your sense of home, wherever you are in the world, <laughs> we're thinking yeah, of you. Totally agree. <laughs> yes, always. Yeah. And hopefully this was a very like action tip oriented makes you think i feel like our, our episodes always like make me think so much I'm like i didn't even know i had these thoughts so thank you <laughs> and thank you for joining us on this episode of the digital nomad digest segment of the work wealth and travel podcast if anything in this episode stuck with you i would love it if you would share this podcast on your social media and of course be sure to tag me and cami our tags and all of our links are below as always, thanks for joining us on this learning journey, and we will see you in next week's episode of the Digital Nomad Digest.